Welcome back to Movie Professors. This month's episode, it's Bondemonium. Bondage. Bondage. 007, that is. So the Movie Professors are coming live to you from the Sawdust City Studios in Las Vegas, Wisconsin, with our 007 list, all lists. We got our gadget, top 10 gadgets, top 10 villains slash henchmen, and top 10 slash women slash Bond girls. So hmm. Action-packed. Action-packed. So hopefully... You like it? So this is, uh, we had a lot of fun doing the list. Um, but before we get started, we got to check our fan mail here quick. So that's what we usually do. All right. Spam mail. Spam mail. Yeah, spam, we get a lot spam. of spam. A lot of spam here. Uh, spam, spam. All right. Oh. I told some potential uh, listeners uh, yesterday to send in emails for upcoming show uh, ideas the, yeah well we got a, a letter I think we got this person last month sent us something too this is from May 14th it's a uh, mrs. Katie uh, mrs. Katie says dear slash well it says attention please for the subject dear sir slash madame uh, mrs. Katie Hameen I have decided to seek confidential cooperation with you for the execution of the steal <laughs> described here under for our mutual benefit. I hope you will keep it a secret due to secret due to the nature of the transaction. So we got to keep it a secret. Um, during the course of our audit last month, I discovered an unclaimed slash abandoned fund totaling US $3.5 million in a bank account that belongs to a customer who unfortunately lost his life, entire family in a car accident. <laughs> now our bank has been waiting for any of the relatives to come up for the claim, but nobody has done that. I personally have been unsuccessful in locating any of the relatives now. I sincerely seek your consent to present you as next to kin slash will beneficiary to All the right. deceased. Yeah. So the proceeds of this account valued at 3.5 million United States dollars can be paid to you. Oh, we'll share in these percentages though. Ratio 60% to me and 40% to you. Wow. Okay, of course. All I request All right. is your utmost sincere cooperation, trust, and maximum confidentiality to achieve this project successfully. I've carefully mapped out the moralities for execution of this transaction under a legitimate arrangement to protect you from any breach of the law in your country and here in my country when the fund is being transferred to your bank account. I have to provide the entire relevant document that will be requested to indicate that you are a rightful beneficiary of this legacy and our bank will release the fund to you without any further delay. Upon consideration and acceptance of this offer, please send me the following information as stated below so we can proceed and get this fund transferred to your designated bank account immediately. I know that I know much about the existence of this fund and the secrets surrounding this money. So we need your full name, contact address, direct mobile telephone number, your date of birth, your occupation. <laughs> I await your swift response and reassurance so we can commence this transaction immediately. Uh, best regards, Mrs. Hamidi, or Katie Haminen. Dude, that sounds like a fucking Bond movie. The, like um, villain. Yeah, exactly. So I say we take her up on it. And then we got uh, this one, like the says subject proposal. And it's like GCGCHHCGH12, a bunch of numbers at FN.DE. So, but it says, hello, I have a business proposal for you. Please reply for briefs and procedures. Regards, Josephine Lee. Okay. All right. Then we have, oh, this is going to be a good one. We get more action in this uh, this filtered spam than we do our actual. But funny, we get spam in our actual fan mail half the time. 
And then uh, maybe, I don't know if I do, should do a different server for us eventually, because this is ridiculous, but this is from Mrs. Saboya Athelia mm -hmm. at gmail.com. So it says, the subject says reply, is this the subject, or the RE? So, but it says, dear God select. <laughs> yeah. I'm writing this mail to you with heavy tears in my eyes and great sorrow in my heart. My name is Mrs. Aletha Saboyu, or Sayuba. Mm. I'm from Tunisia, and I'm contacting you from the hospital in Burkina Faso. Here we go, Burkina Faso, one of the poorest African nations. That made one of our shows before. I want to tell you this because I don't have any other option to tell you, as I was touched to open up to you. I married Mr. Sayuba Brown, who was the Tunisian ambassador in Burkina Faso for 15 years before he died in 2016. We were married for 11 years without a child. Or without a child, okay. He died after a brief illness that lasted only for three days. Since his death, I've decided not to remarry. When my late husband was alive, he deposited the sum of $8.5 million, $8,500,000 million in a bank in Quigadagu, the capital city of Burkina Faso in West Africa. Presently, this money is still in the bank. He made it available for the exportation of gold from Burkina Faso mining. Okay. Recently, my doctor told me that I would not last for the period of seven months due to blood cancer, hemorrhagic stroke. Having known my condition, I've decided to hand this money over to you to take care of the less privileged <laughs> people. He will utilize this money the way I'm going to instruct herein. I want you to take 30% of the total money for your personal use, when, while 70% of the money you will use to build an orphanage home in my late husband's name. So, so say you say it's be Sayuba Brown Orphanage, but the weird thing is like here I noticed like her last name she uses Sayuba, wasn't it? Yes. So, but now that's her first name. I don't know if it's a different Africa, but to continue on, it's just as and help the poor people in the street. I grew up as an orphan and don't have anybody in my family. Just an endeavor that the house of God is maintained. I'm doing this in regards to my late husband's wish. This illness has affected me so much. I'm just like a living death. As soon as I receive your reply, I will give you the contact of the bank in Burkina Faso. I will also instruct the bank manager to issue you an authority letter that will prove you the present beneficiary of the money in the bank. That is, if you assure me that you will act accordingly as stated herein. From Mrs. Athelia Sayubu. I don't get why. If she wants that shit done, why can't she do it herself? Why well, she, she got blood cancer, man. I know, but that doesn't... She doesn't need us to take her money and build her... Yeah, that, that, so that's all we got. And then other stuff says our mailboxes like flow, and they're going to terminate our account, but we don't have that many messages, so it's all spam. <laughs> so if you don't want to listen to these boring emails, email us at movie pro movieprofessors at gmx.com, M-O-V-I-E-P-R-O-F-E-S-S-O-R-S at gmx.com. And then you don't have to listen to this banter about this. You know, you can give us uh, ideas for shows, tell us how we're doing, comments, questions, concerns, anything. You could re win free swag from the Sawdust City Studios. And uh, as always, before we start breaking stuff down here, like absolute bosses, like we normally do, you know, we start with the beverage. So, Professor T, what do you got here on tap today? Mm. Well, I was, uh, let's see, I, I, first, I was disappointed in the selection that Festival Foods had uh, today. Um, I don't know if they restocked their thing, but it was like half, uh, you know, like those, um, like seltzer beers or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like half, half the selection is all that, like summer. I mean, they, they pretty much got rid of like all their, like Leine Kugels, mm -hmm. not there no more. 
What? Yeah. That's like was, a staple. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was surprised unless they're doing some restocking, but yeah, it was like all these uh, lime seltzer, uh, raspberry sorbet seltzers and a lot of fruity stuff. Yeah, must be getting ready for summer uh, bonanza. But uh, so I I grabbed a, a lion's tail pineapple hazy IPA called Into Deep, which sounds like a Bond movie to me. No, not to foreshadow. That was a pre-burp there. That was freaky. Yeah, and then right now I got a. Uh, I was trying to think of something. It looks like it has a good head on it too. Mm-hmm. Golden. Yeah, and I got the San Pellegr- Pellegrino um, sparkling natural mineral water. Because I was trying to find some exotic that would be kind of Bond-esque, and this it seems like kind of like ritzy. That's what you get at the hotel, like yeah, like jeers. Yeah. Pellegrino. <laughs> You didn't even let that settle when you cracked it. No, I just went for it. Now I feel like an international man of mystery. Is it bubbly? It's all right now. Hmm. I'm gonna get deep. Oh, I better stop before I get in too deep, though. It tastes like every other IPA uh, hazy I've ever had in my life. So, do you even taste the pineapple in it? Uh, no. And it, no, obviously, you can't taste pineapple. And you didn't even get a scar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was for me and other things. Yeah, so I'm still working on it, though. If someone can make an IPA that's like that, I'd be... Like Scarface, pineapple edition? Business, yeah. Yeah. All right, so before we get started, we're going to take a quick break here, um, and then we'll uh, tell you how the game works. start our 007 Bondimodium edition so Professor T how many uh, 007 movies do you have to watch for this? Um, I've watched all of them so I think that's 25 movies mm-hmm. which is a lot of uh, input to take <clears throat> some good some bad I mean some really bad mm-hmm. <laughs> but like uh, so the list uh, there's three separate lists um, kind of broke it down where we're gonna pick our top ten um, for all the movies we're picking um, out of these separate categories, they're top 10 Bond babes, like uh, JB said, top 10 Bond villains, and they're top 10 Bond gadgets. But uh, you know how, like, the Bond movies, I mean, they got, like, a lot of different, like, not just a main Bond girl. There's, like, secondary girls. Like, double agents, too. He kind of hooks up with a lot. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, some of them are, like, kind of memorable. And all the gadgets, I mean, there's a lot of fucking shit to go through oh, and villains and henchmen and stuff like that so th- those were kind of easy to pick but yeah oh yeah well yeah the villains though i really had to scour through them a little bit because like like there's a lot of good villains but like yeah the henchmen are underappreciated too where you had to like mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah I, I think uh i don't want to f- get ahead of myself but uh i think i picked more henchmen than i might have the main villains you know mm. i'll probably have a wash yeah so obviously we like to see how many we're going to match up here so how many like so between all the lists? How many how many matches do you think we're gonna get here? Uh, let's see, thirty total. I think we'll get. Um, let's see, probably. Get, I say probably eight. Eight. I'm gonna go with ten. Okay. Ten matches for me. Eight for you. And then obviously golden matches. So, 
you know, gold matches the same thing for the same number. Golden. And then you get a burp too, sponsored by Lions. Into deep. Yeah, into deep. Yeah. So, but you might hear this sound if you get a gold match, same one for the same number. I'll do it again. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Back to martini, shaken, not stirred, obviously. Mm -hmm. Or you might hear this. Bond. James Bond. <laughs> so if you hear that, obviously we've got a golden match, which is a magical moment, which we've been striking out lately. <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah, so I guess, uh, Professor T, which, where do you want to start what list? Uh, let's start, we'll start with the babes. <clears throat> the babes, you say? Mm. Attractive. I tracked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it usually starts with you, Professor T. So, um, All right. Yeah, I just noticed I was kind of heavy, like maybe with uh, some of the newer ones on this oh, one. Okay. But I do have some oldie, but goodies That's in funny. there. That's funny that you, yeah, you're, uh, you're into the new stuff, and then I. Because <laughs> it was a nine-year age gap, roughly. Because uh, you, you were in like two eras of Bond, kind of more so, you know, in a way. Or me. I just you know, had Pierce Bronson, so. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, even though like my number ten, uh, this is a I'm a quick little uh, complaint about this one, but um, so this one is from No Time to Die, which is like the newest one, mm -hmm. the last one that came out. Um, she was only in the movie for I mean she had like 15 minutes of screen time on there, but she was like amazing. They should have mm -hmm. made her like. A bigger part of the film in my opinion and they should have got rid of that uh, the 007 mm -hmm. like the girl who does this like she's 007 now mm -hmm. like just get, get her out of there and this girl should have like took her place mm -hmm. but the Paloma do you know who I'm talking about mm -hmm. Paloma character she's played by uh, Anna Diarmas. I thought she was like really uh, really good funny she had a lot of like uh, oh, only three weeks of training but I mean she was kicking ass mm -hmm. and was hot so yeah, I just would have preferred to like. She she should have had more involvement in the in the movie, mm -hmm. in my opinion. But she made an impression on me, so I put her in there, which is a lot saying a lot considering all of them that I kind of like bypassed uh, for her to go in. So so that so that's foreshadowing. Like I got one coming up where it's like I wish she had more screen time, but it wasn't much. But the, I believe it was under the Sean Connery one. Uh, yeah, but uh, well, well, yeah, I think I might know what one you're talking about, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, she's later on the list. She got. Mm -hmm. I, 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 very, I was very generous with that one. But my first one comes from the world is not enough. Uh, Lady in red, if you will. She was a double agent in a way, where like you know you, they thought there was some kind of connection, and they have the secret rendezvous. But then it turns out like yeah, she's just an evil, cold-hearted bitch. Mm -hmm. I got Electric King. Mm -hmm. Electric King for number ten. She was a car bitch. Mm -hmm. Sexy though, but um, no, I didn't have her in my my bomb babes list. Yeah, like the red dress. I don't know. It was the red dress. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, she, I don't know. She, but I think maybe I can see why she's kind of cold hearted though, because she liked to manipulate the bat. Like like the <clears throat> the main dude drawing a blank on, but like she liked to manipulate him because he would do anything for her kind of thing, and that's why maybe she can't control Bond. So that's not her kind of guy. She put him in that torture chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's love, man. Oh, yeah. Torture chair, speaking of which, villain's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until Hagrid uh, shot, shot the uh, list. That guy that played Hagrid in the, <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw a Harry Potter movie. Well, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he just passed away, that actor, mm -hmm. actually. Also a bit part in National Lampoon's European Vacation. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, Mr. Greaseball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Greaseball. Mm-hmm. Oh right, it's Bonavonium. I can't do <laughs> the British thing. I thought I could, but I can't. Um, for my uh, number nine, <clears throat> go to 1985's A View to a Kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by Grace Jones, uh, the lady's name in the movie uh, Mayday. Yeah, oh Mayday, yeah, yeah, yeah she, that. yeah, she was, um, <laughs> yeah, she was, uh, she was, was pretty impressive, yeah. Yeah, she's a beast. I mean, <clears throat> I don't think that she was like attractive or anything like that, but she made an impression. Mm-hmm. She could have been considered a villain too, but she had a change of heart at the end. You know, she sacrificed herself on that little trolley cart. Uh, gone too soon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Grace Jones. So I, I got a clue for my next one. I, I, I you got. I think you're gonna have this. I'm just gonna say her name, like her actual name, uh-huh. Maude Adams. Uh, you talking about Octopussy? Octopussy and Octopussy. Yeah. Uh, no. 1983 yeah. Bond. You know, Roger Moore. I know. I know. I love her name, but uh, I, I thought she was. I thought she was a little rough looking. To be honest with you. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's just I like the name of the movie too. Yeah, the name's good. Very catchy. And who doesn't love the Roger Moore Bond movies? So, but yeah, so Octopussy. Yeah, we're striking out here. Yeah, I think we're going to strike out again on the next one. <laughs> I, feel. I don't know. We'll see here. Uh, this is uh, from uh, 2002, Die Another Day. Halle Berry. I put Jinx Johnson. Attractive. I got her for number one. Oh, <laughs> I like how really? she's, she's pretty hot I guess now. that was your kind of yeah, coming of age. Because, yeah, you look at yeah. Here's Bronson <laughs> one. Oh, yeah, I well, love Halle Berry in that. So mm. she was my number one. Mm. Okay. Halle Berry swimsuit, that's all I got to say. Yeah, that's kind of been like this, uh, the, the a theme of um, a few other movies, uh, Bond movies, you know, the girls in the bikinis and stuff. I can see why. So this one's from a newer one. Just bird watching, he said. <laughs> you could describe her as a beautiful Italian assassin, mm. posing as a secretary in a Swiss bank. Obviously, same era here, world's not enough. I got the cigar girl. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. But look, look, look at the leather with the, you know. No, I'm talking past up. Like, she wears it well. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't pronounce her real name to say. Oh, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Good luck trying to pronounce her last name. Mm. It's like Quincinato. <laughs> Cosimodo. Yeah. Cigar Girl for number eight. Yeah. How do you, yeah. Professor T? Mm-hmm. Going old. Mm. With this one. Got a th- Thunderball. Um, the actress was Claudine Auger. Mm. The uh, character she played was Domino Duvall. That's a good pick. Yeah. Good pick. I don't think I have any Thunderball in here at all. No Thunderball? No oh, Thunderball. Domino so. was fucking hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She played the uh, love interest of, uh, what's his name? Uh, that Largo guy. The mm-hmm. main villain. When he said he got an older one, I got me a little excited. Oh. 
But tell us then for number. I, got, I, got, I don't say most of mine are going to be from the um, oldies. You got to have this one. So number seven here, from Live and Let Die. You got Jane Seymour as a fictional voodoo psychic medium. Solitaire. Yep. I got it for number six. Number six. Oh, that's so close, dude. Mm-hmm. That's close. Mm-hmm. So right. close, yeah. Because when I was ranking them, too, it was like six or seven. Six or seven with her. Yeah. Plus all her um, stuff she wears, her wardrobe. Outfits. In them. Yeah. 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 Uh, I actually took, um, when I was re-watching it, I forgot that Jane Seymour was... Uh, a Bond girl. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of surprised by that. I was like, holy shit. I mean, she really aged pretty well, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, she still looks pretty so, good. She'll, yeah, she looks very good for age. I wouldn't mind her being my medicine woman. Yeah, I was, I was about to do I was about to make a Dr. <laughs> Quinn medicine woman reference. I thought about it. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> All right, back over to me for... Uh, see, that was my number six. So I would take me to number five uh, from the spy who loved me. Um... Agent Triple X, Anya Amazova. Anya Amazova. Mm-hmm. So close. <laughs> Played I, by Barbara Bach. Yeah, yep, Daisy Duke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was honorable mention, so. Ah, oh, man. Because that was from The Spy You Love Me, right? She was in? Yeah. So I got, I got a different one from The Spy You Love Me for number five, though. Oh. Let's see, uh, I appreciate the old ones because I think back then, like, they didn't wear bras. Mm hmm. Like in pretty much every scene, like, and they're wearing like silky tops and stuff like that. I was like, oh, I didn't thank you, just mm. thanks. So I don't care. Mm-hmm. Sh- yeah, no, was, yeah, because I, I was interesting because I didn't realize because when I was doing all this movie watching, like, like what I was like, I saw Barbara Bach. I'm like, no way, yeah. Mm. I didn't realize she was in uh, any Bond movies at all. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So you, from. For my number six here, you got to have this one. I'm pretty sure you do. For the man with the golden gun, Mary Goodnight. Uh, honorable mention. Oh, not feeling her. I uh, know. I I had these the next four. You'll see why. Yeah, because if you notice, a lot of these Bond girls, a lot of, a lot of them are Swedish actors, either Swedish or Italian. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, one of them. Uh, see. Um, did you get that actress's name, the one who played the Mary Goodnight? Mm-hmm. It's um, Britt Eklund. I don't think it was her. Right here. Yeah, so I got you right. I can't remember which one, but one of them was like um, uh, Miss Universe uh, Italy or something. I think they are coming out. Okay. Well, it's not this one, I know that, but um, from uh, Casino Royale. I got Ava uh, Green plays uh, Vesper Lind, number four. I got I got another Casino Royale, but not her. Oh really? Yeah. Dude, she's smoking. Honorable mention. Dang. Plus, I think she she played the part really well too. Not too many people can kind of like get get to bond. Usually, it's like a one nighter, you know, kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's one and done. I think he wanted a little bit more, and obviously that was uh, he was still thinking about her in uh, some later movies. All right, I will raise you for number five here from The Spy of Love Me. I got Naomi, hmm. Carolyn Monroe, or Monroe, however you say it. Yeah. Hmm. I, I disliked her. I think yeah, it was all wardrobe driven. 
Understandable. Yeah, the, like the way she wears a bikini and a boat. Top notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next one, <clears throat> we're talking. Oh about yeah, now I just remember too, like the because she tried killing. Remember Bond from the helicopter? The deadly aim. That's right. And she had the wink. She gave the wink. That's why I picked her. Now I remember. More serious. That's mm-hmm. right. Got to double check. I'm like, I knew there was a reason why I picked her. Yeah. Forgot right. Hashtag wink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She knows how to work the um, pilot or the uh, helicopter throttle. Mm-hmm. The uh, next one we were talking about uh, ones he didn't really have like a lot of screen time and shit. Mm. Uh, this one definitely fits the uh, fits that bill, but uh, she leaves a big impression. Two of them uh, uh. from Diamonds Are Forever, Plenty O'Toole. That's a good pick. I just I don't have her, oh, but she, she she my mind has impressions too. Yeah, right yeah. there we're talking craps table. Um, yeah, so Lena Wood, who was the uh, sister of Natalie Wood, uh, if you follow uh, actresses from back in the day but yeah uh, she gets thrown over the balcony into a pool like uh, after her and Bond go up to the hotel to kind of have a nightcap yeah she will but she doesn't die but that's all you see of her like she meets him down at the craft table and they have a little flirting going on and there was sexual tension yeah and uh yeah that's pretty much all but yeah she should have been in the movie more I mean I would I would have liked to see more of her Plenty of tool, and he has a funny line. He's like, oh, obviously named after your father. <laughs> That's all. That was a pretty good impression, too. <laughs> yeah. So, for, moving on for me for number four, I got um, for Moonraker. Oh. Just a name, her name, too. Dr. Holly Goodhead. Yeah. She, yeah. She's part of the CIA, you know, so. Yeah, no, I didn't put any Goodhead in there. It only tells you like how many. It's hard to, to pick ten, you know, with all those. Because there's, because I think there's a total of forty-three Bond women or something, roughly. Really, that many? Yeah, or forty-one. I would think there's probably more. I would say yeah. probably like. But I think the 41's like the top ranked forty-one oh. or something. I saw somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably can't go wrong with. We could have probably did twenty easily. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you, I, you probably get this one because she's, uh, you know, one of the. Uh, all-time mechanic uh, from uh, Goldfinger. Goldfinger, yeah. Okay, it's getting close. Yeah, and, uh, Pussy Galore from Goldfinger. That's a, yeah, a great honorable mention. Oh, really? <laughs> honorable mention? God dang. Yeah, no, so I got a Goldfinger assist. There's a diamond in the rough here. Oh, okay. But she's yeah, coming up. talking about, yeah. Like, I guess what I said, I wasn't kidding when she got... Um, You're talking about one of the Flying Circus babes. You wait. <laughs> <laughs> You wait, yeah, because because uh, I felt like mine for number two should have more screen time, but mm. so for number three here from the Casino Royale, the two thousand six one. Mm-hmm. I think it's another lady in red thing. Maybe caught me, but I got Soleil. That dude's girlfriend or his wife or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah Soleil Dimitrios, mm-hmm. I guess, is her full name. So criminal operative. Ties to the Greek government. Oof. Maybe it's the olive skin. Wasn't, wasn't that the one that was riding the horse? And then yep. Bond, uh, like, uh, yeah, they were hooking up with her, and then he, he orders a caviar and leaves her. <laughs> Pretty much, yep. Uh, fucking, she dies, though. Well, they kind, of, kind of spoiled it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was, yeah, she was hot. Yeah, Katrina Marino. Of course. Yep. <laughs> oh, I need Professor T. 
Well, this is my top one. This is my number one. Yep, so then this is my number two. So if we get the same one, I'll sound it just because okay. that's my last one next to. Well, I picked this one because she was the first ever. She left a big impression. Honey Rider from Dr. No. Honorable mention. No, I really cool. fucking hate you. And Ursula Andrews. Mm -hmm. Wow. Just wow. Mm -hmm. mm. Great hair, too. Mm -hmm. Great bikini, which uh, they uh, redid for... Um, your girl uh, Jinx in the Die Another Day. Mm-hmm. So a moment you've been waiting for. And this is your number two? This will be my number two, my last one. Mm -hmm. From Goldfinger. Mm. I have Dink. Mm. Dink, she had very little screen time. And uh, there's left more to be desired. And uh, The masseuse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, from the Hotel <laughs> Miami, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know Showing picture. But the way she wears a one-piece, man. Wears it well. Right. And nothing dinky about her. Mm-hmm. But, but if you just look at the name and then you see, like, her physical characteristics, like, she's not a dumb blonde, but she they gave her the name. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now you can see why that's number two. Yeah, yeah. Again, one that I don't, I don't, I think they lost out on some screen time on some of these mm. ones that should have been. Uh, they must have had a hard job going through uh, picking women. I'm sure they had a hundred of them just show up and be like, "Ooh, I got this part here." You get three lines. Do you have? Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think about a one piece two, two times too small for you? Mm -hmm. Can you do a jumpy jack? Yeah. You're not needed to do, do, do it in the movie, but there will be. Like a burpee. It's an aptitude yeah. test. The yeah. physical aptitude test. Can you go like this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dink. Oh, dude, good. Yeah, sleeper pick. Definitely. So we're going to take a quick break here, and then we're going to gadgets or villains. Uh-huh. You got to keep listening to find out. And then if you got any questions, comments, concerns, or like, hey, we want something different, email us at movieprofessors.gmax.com. And we're back, and hopefully we can um, get some more matches here, because obviously we're leaving a big right now. Only two so far, and we need, what, eight to cover the spread for you, ten for me, and zero golden matches? Mm-hmm. Uh, first bond could have been a bust with the babes, but... Uh, yeah, that's all right. We're going we're gonna to redeem ourselves here. Yeah, get a couple combos in me. All right, so for... Want to go with gadgets? We'll go with gadgets. Gadgets it is, all right. And then uh, when we're all done, maybe we'll share our favorite bond or who the best bond is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's it. You got to sit and listen and uh, put up with our rambling back and forth or you'll never know. All right, so gadgets number 10. Professor T, what do you got? From uh, one of my favorite Bond movies from Russia with Love, I got the uh, Swiss Army briefcase that uh, Bond gets. The attach case, our attach, whatever mm -hmm. you say, yeah. Um, Martini, it's on my list. I got that for number three. Mmm. Because I thought it was pretty cool. It was. That's like instant. It was kind of cool because that was like almost like uh, realistic. Some of the gadgets, mm. you know, they get kind of like you know, 
Okay. Uh, that's not really practical, though. Oh, I got a couple that are not really practical, probably. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it was like pretty much before, like it was like like Hitman vibes it gave me, you know, from mm-hmm. the Hitman game in the mm-hmm. movie, like just pretty much instant sniper rifle, right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, a sniper rifle mm-hmm. and a, um, a knife on the um, handle, the uh, powder inside of it. Yeah, that was like that was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. So moving on, so for me for number ten here. And then you'd be like, oh, shit, it's another golden eye. So it's another Pierce Bronson one. Oh. I got the explosive pen. Ah. <clears throat> which is, a, I guess, a level four grenade disguise as a ballpoint pen is the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I had one of them. <clears throat> I got this one from my uh, accountant. Yeah, thanks, Q. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, when you said GoldenEye, I got excited, but uh, I had uh, some different one. Cla- yeah, Class 4 Explosive, man. That's a good one. I got, uh, for number 9, from the Living Daylights, I got the Boombox Grenade Launcher. Damn it. No, no. <laughs> so I, I, I got a, some kind of launcher coming up to be determined. Oh. But. I just thought, man, if that was that was like totally eighties, <laughs> mm-hmm. like okay, he's really gonna fucking carry out. Goddamn, when you know the boomboxes used to be, you know, mm-hmm. a big one. But funny though. Damn it, uh, no, but I do have a uh, from Moonraker. Oh shit, you don't like that Moonraker? I I know it's like it's like I, I talk shit about it before the show, but I do. I think I subconsciously like it here. Let me look at my villains. I think I'm good at my villains, maybe, but. <laughs> So I got the dart gun from Windraker, you know, like underneath the sleeves and stuff. Boop. The yeah, the yeah. wrist gun. Yeah, the, yeah, the, oh, okay. Yeah, dart gun. Mm-hmm. It was just like. Um, I'm pretty sure you're not gonna have this next one, but uh, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. Funny, but I mean, it actually looked really good, and and it worked too. Of course, it was in the movie, but um, from Octopussy. I got the alligator submarine. <laughs> that was a yeah. That was that was uh, honorable mention for my list here. Well, I thought that was a pretty ingenious. <laughs> that's a that's a good one. Yeah, like they could use that a few times in a couple mm. of the movies because there's a lot of alligators. So from License to Kill, I got here for number eight. I want to accuse awesome inventions here. I'm getting excited. Yep. And the name on it too. I think this is. A, I think this is a match. Yeah, I got the detonate. So the de- detonating toothpaste from License to Kill. Yep. You know, little plastic explosives in a tube, and it's uh, rather effective though. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is why you can't carry toothpaste on the plane. It wasn't because of 9/11. It was because of James Bond. Mm. Back in '89, they ruined that for us. Really. I wish I had some detonate right now. What do you got it for? I right, number three. Oh, okay. Detonate exploding toothpaste. You don't even need floss. No, you don't even need to get surgery if you need to get your teeth pulled out. <clears throat> uh, number seven from uh, You Only Live Twice. I have the uh, the uh, Lucky Strike rocket cigarette. Yep, I got that too. Oh, really? What number do you have it for? Uh, seven. I have it for number four. Hmm. Okay, close, yeah. <clears throat> They really should have used those a lot more, I thought. 
That was slick too. Yeah, so they, they, they call us that, that they coined that, that Bond was being an anti-tobacco advocate. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, that was a good one. Um, This one here, I got, um, got to look at the up the year here. So from the 64 film Goldfinger, I got, uh, number seven, I got the Seagull breathing apparatus, or the <laughs> Seagull scuba gear, if you yeah. want to call it. Yeah. That was pretty cool being uncognito at the water, and it... It looks like a pretty big contraption to be wearing on your head because he had like that stuff like seagull looking thing and then he had like almost like, almost like a helmet underneath though kind of and then like the poses so it looked like it was a mess but i just like the concept of it, it was, like, yeah for 64 that's pretty creative <clears throat> yeah that was a good one but you got to be almost to be like right underneath the water you can't just go all the way underneath and be because mm -hmm. seagulls don't move yeah <laughs> i didn't i didn't have that one but yeah i like that one too Anytime you can use the animal as a, mm. uh, a decoy, and you got my vote, but. <sighs> Lion's tail. <laughs> uh, how's those uh, sparkling waters? Oh, they're pretty good at Bill. Pellegrini. Yeah, uh, or Pellegrino, Pellegrino, I don't know. Was that Italian or? It's Italian, but I think it's made in America. Figures. Oh, bottle at the source, San Pellegrino, Italy. Italy, okay. Mm. Okay, number six. You might have this one. I, we'll see. I'm getting ready here. Because it's in your wheelhouse. From the world is not enough, The uh, I got the bagpipe flamethrower. For number six? Yeah. So freaking close. Same era, wrong movie I got. Oh. I got one of the world's first smartphones for number six. <laughs> got the Sony Ericsson JV988 phone from Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh -huh. Because he could control his car with it. And then, like, you could pick locks with it. Camera, like, there was so much shit you could do with that damn phone. It was it was pretty cool. Like, it was, like the guys were shooting him, he's just in the backseat on his phone, just kind of playing with it and stuff just to move his car. Yeah. Yeah, that was... That was pretty high tech. For, yeah, that, for when it came out too. Cause... If only that car could have bulletproof glass, it would have been probably indestructible. Mm -hmm. You know, but he was getting pretty shot to shit in that thing. Like yeah, like it was like yeah, it was like a, like a phone almost like it was way ahead of its time though a phone. Yeah, I know it wasn't one that I could get. Hashtag mm -hmm. Nokia. Yep, that's also indestructible. Mm -hmm. That's not waterproof though. Yep. I got number. Uh, speaking of water, number five uh, from the spy who loved me. The uh, Lotus Spirit One submarine car. <laughs> Fuck, damn you! I got it for number one. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I didn't realize that was '79 when that, that for that movie there, but uh, yeah, like yeah, that was a. So I got a little, I got a little bit of trivia for uh, some of our listeners. All right, let's hear it. Uh, a, a mild connection here. Um, so that, that vehicle, I don't think it was the same one used. I think there was a, one that was made by Nissan that was similar looks-wise. Um, but you ever heard of the movie uh, Can uh, Cannibal Run? Mm-hmm. Remember the second one mm -hmm. when the Jackie Chan yeah. and the guy who played Jaws in the Bond movies mm -hmm. are in that car and they go underwater like that and Jackie Chan's in the back playing a video game mm -hmm. on the car or whatever and they're, you know, like they're a team or whatever? Uh, I just thought that it was kind of unique, like that car that goes underwater, like this one, with the same guy that plays a, a Bond villain, Jaws, and you know. And they kinda, know what they're doing. Yeah, 
I, I, I was, you know, drawing the uh, connections uh, right away. I thought, that, I thought it was a slick man. That's why, because you got the alligator sub you had. Mm-hmm. So I was be- picking between those two. Uh, and I'm like, oh, Lotus. Uh, yeah, you definitely picked a cool factor first. Yeah. yeah. Alligator, Lotus. Right. You get Lotus get ones it. every time. Right. Yeah, because the alligator sub, you can't get a, a girl in there with you. Exactly. See, that's what I'm being smart about the it. The one-seater. So I could take Nick in that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. All right, so for number, oh, yeah, since you took my number one here, so number five, I got the Aston Martin DB5. You fucking cocksucker. <laughs> you just took my number one. From Goldfinger. Yep. I was trying to do the British The iconic. Finger. Yeah, iconic Aston Martin DB5. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it has all of the cool, like, weapons and buttons and ejector seats and all that, like. Machine gun, smoke, tire, um. Little spikes. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, and they brought it back a couple of times in uh, some of the later films for the mm-hmm. Daniel Craig. Because that I would have that has to be like my favorite, I guess, movie car wise for like the Bond movies. Even though I like so like because the first Bond I ever knew was a BMW, but then yeah, Aston Martin DB5. <laughs> well, the the um, way cool. It's my favorite. The Aston Martin company didn't want their car to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. They they like were strongly opposed to having their vehicle in the movie. I don't know why, but uh, so the production company paid for one of their vehicles to be in the movie uh, out of their own. You know, it's like you know we'll we'll pay for it. So mm-hmm. they paid for it. It was like three hundred grand or some shit that they had to pay for that car to be in there. And that was back in what like sixty four, mm-hmm. whatever it was. <clears throat> and then after the first movie came out, it was a big hit. Then they're all like, well here here you go, uh, uh, you know, uh, whatever um, you want, you know, here's, yeah. here's seven uh, more cars and yeah. We'll make more of these. We've got a we got a couple of, you know. I know how that works, though. So. Yeah. Like, here, nobody know. I don't want you touching my shit. Right. Yeah. They didn't do the same for crocodiles, though. No. <laughs> there was it the... I can't remember what... Didn't they turn, like, the, the, the Aston Martin Vanquish into a Vanish? Oh, really? I thought they did. No, for, like, I can't remember which Bond that you was. You talking about the disappearing one? Yeah. The, the invisible one? Yeah, I thought Q was like, oh, it's the Aston Martin Vanish. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't remember what the, you know, no. what they called it. You know what I mean? In, in real life, you're talking about? I thought it was called the Vanquish model. And oh, was it? it so oh. I almost had to look at that. Because mm. I, was, I was pressed for it because there's so much stuff with this list. Right now. Okay, like, okay, I want to get this, but I want to do this, and then get here, but that looks good. And then I don't want to put all my time into one thing to know everything about it and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, back to you. Oh, it's the Aston Martin DB5. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, forget that. Which you didn't, which you didn't have, right? I did, my number one. Oh, so you number one. So we're, that puts us at, we got six right now. a lot on the gadgets. So it's, yeah, the gadgets. And I know I got one left, number two, and I think you're going to have it. So I'm going to get this queued up. Well, I got I got a number four. I got to go, um, <clears throat> I got my Rolex. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, the one from Live and Let Die, only because it's got the... Uh, the magnetic field to mm-hmm. it, so he's like deflecting bullets and shit. Like you think you would use that one a little bit more on every mission, but they never really brought it back. But like, how many bullets can it take, though? Yeah, as many as you want, because you activate that magnetic field, it's like um, unhittable. You would think that that would have been something that's like, okay, we're making that part of your everyday um, gear, and it had a uh, had a saw in it, so like like the little radio mm-hmm. thing could cut the. What up? Cut through the, 
Yeah. Cut through that rope, so. Yeah, from uh, Live and Let Die, the Rolex Buzzsaw watch. You didn't have that one? No. Okay. How many you got left? Just one. Is it your number two? Yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about this. Okay, all right. Okay, here's, here's a clue. From the man with the golden gun. You don't have the golden gun? It was honorable mention. That's like the most iconic Bond weapon there is for video games, even. Like for when, what was that? When Golden Guy I came out for N64, like it was like a hidden gun in the game was the golden gun. I know, but that was a villain's, that was a villain's gadget. It was a villain's gun, but it's so fucking cool. Is it cigarettes? No, it's a gun. And a wire and a pen. Yeah, it had all that cool features. No, I didn't get that one. Sorry, oh, sorry, I won't judge you. I'll calm down. I only have one bullet. Mm-hmm. That's all you need, though. <laughs> but if you need a pen or a lighter, you're good, too. You're welcome. Maybe you forgive me when I tell you what my number two is. Okay. From your favorite movie, Goldeneye. The Blast Cast. The Blast Cast. Yeah. You got that leg cast and it's got a missile on the bottom mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> I just thought that was pretty ingenious. Pretty slick. Yeah. Don't go through any extra machines with it, though. Mm, you don't have to. Yeah. Mm. I'll go around. Mm. Boom. So, yeah, too bad we never got to see that in use, though, like in an mm. actual scenario. I like that would have been. It was a prototype. Yeah. They used a lot of prototypes when you take them to Q's little uh, gadget you know, mm-hmm. room, and I don't know why some of that stuff didn't get used more. Uh, how much money? Could saved Bond a lot of fucking hairy situations. Yeah, because I can't remember which one. Yeah, like the one Bond movie when it, oh, you knew automobile, sir. You know, whatever it was. Uh, would you like to sign the insurance paperwork? You know? <laughs> uh, property damage, yep. <laughs> Collision insurance, yep. Uh, fire protection, <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah it was. <laughs> but how much was it, like, like, you look at, like, realistically, the collateral damage in all the movies that he costs, like, like the British government, because it's MI6, it's their elite organization, and then you got Q on the other hand doing all these prototypes, and all, you don't get to see all the gadgets, he just shows you sometimes. All the money they put, where does that come from? Let's see, that's a lead. Yeah. So, if James Bond ain't causing a bunch of shit, and that, he's just one agent. You know, how many agents they got? Nine. Yeah, exactly. So if they're all like Bond. Oh, none of them are all like Bond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I always, always thought it was funny too. Like, they make such a big deal about like, oh Bond, nah. you can't do this. Like, they scold him for all this stuff, and like, well, he just brought down an international terrorist. Yeah, he cost, cost a couple dollars in uh, collateral damage. You know, he blew up a few buildings. And, mm-hmm. uh, so what? But, um, yeah. They're, they're, then they're like, oh, oh James, uh, you know, you're drinking too much. Oh, James, you're carousing with a girl again. Like, but like, but cut the guy some fucking slack. He puts his life on the line every day for, for Her Majesty. I wasn't able to do the British thing. I fucked it up. I would say for Her Majesty's service, ma'am. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. And then I feel like every time he's on like a vacation, mm-hmm. they're calling him like, hey, we need you. Come on in. Oh, really? Because uh, he's in uh, fucking Madagascar with some babe and... Looks like I gotta go. Like the worst time. How many times was he, you know, interrupted? It's like you have 
eight other agents. Like, dude, they count them pretty well. They got to count them pretty well, you'd think. Cause I'm just saying, like, if you had a job, you just have, just, you took down this big organization or you stopped the world from ending or plunging into chaos and then, like, okay, you know, deserve a little R&R. &R. And then they call you. And because a lot of people, like, when you got to work more than you got it, you're like, really? Like, and they got to count them well. I'm just saying for him to do that. Unless, mm. he, unless he's that true of a British patriot, I guess. I don't know where he's like. Must be. He's loyal, I know that. Mm-hmm. I, I know when you got that bulldog uh, on the that little ornament that M had. All right, so we'll take a quick break here and then get on to our villains. So right now we, we picked up a little momentum. I got, got five on that one. So we're up to eight right now? No, we're up to... You got eight? I got seven. Seven, yep. That's like okay. episode seven. So one more for you to cover the spread. Two more for me. Zero golden matches here. Mm. But we didn't pick any gold matches, I just noticed, so. Yeah. I'm going to say, I think we're going to have, I'm going to spoil it. I'm going to I think we're going to have one on the next one. I think we're going to have two. Two. All right, we'll find out, so. We'll find out. We're going to dent these goddamn combos. Yeah, we'll take a quick break here. So if any questions, comments, concerns, or uh, we hate your shit, or um, you could do this better, or idea for a show, or a chance for a shout-out, or maybe even some free swag from Sada City Studios, email us at movieprofessor.gmx.com. If you can't spell it, I guess we don't want to hear from you. All right. Welcome back to our exciting conclusion of Bondimodium, hashtag bondage, uh, movie professors, James Bond edition. So we're down to our last list here, the top 10 Bond villains slash henchmen. And uh, thought I just heard an earthquake, but anyway. Goldfinger. Goldfinger, yeah. Somebody pulled your finger, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, Professor T, get lead it off here. So we got we need two more cover spread for me. Me, I think one more for you, mm -hmm. and then uh, you pick two gold matches. I'm out here yeah. closing out, and I'm going with one matches. Yeah, it's been a I don't know how long. So okay, my number ten <clears throat> played by uh, Fuck Funka Jansen from Goldeneye. A lot of Goldeneye in this. Uh, on these lists, but uh, Zinnia on the top. Attractive. Yes, strong legs. Yeah, so that's actually my number four. Okay. Because of that pelvis. <laughs> the part, because she made our list, like that kill where she took out the colonel or the admiral, remember? When yeah. we did our top 50 death movie deaths. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I, like, because he looked on his face, he used to... He had his uh, vinegar strokes going. <laughs> yeah, because she's, oh, she's like, she's a nymphomaniac, but yet she's a killer. She's attractive. And I've never seen a woman that could just, where she's in the zone and then can kill you at the same time. Yeah. And she could talk to it even that much more. Right. Yeah. She gives new meaning to uh, Cobra Clutch. Yeah. So I hope that's not going to, like, that background that's gonna 
pick it up. We got some lawnmower action going yeah, on. Yeah, this is uh, trying to do a podcast. The fucked up part is that I cut the grass today, and every neighbor next to me has like done it so far today too. One next to me, the one next to them, and now that's one. Just yep. saying, like trendsetter. Yep. So, uh, so sorry. So, so if you notice in the background, this is uh, the ambiance of the Sawdust City Studios. Yeah. Uh, Although I mean, I appreciate they're cutting their grass. Hopefully it doesn't drown out what we're saying here. Maybe we'll have to speak with a baritone. <laughs> so uh, what do you got? I'm going to give you a clue. Uh, think Papa Shango. I know what you're talking about already. <laughs> what do you think? You're talking about that uh, Mr. Big? Or are you talking about the guy that was from that uh, uh, You Only Live Twice? Live and Let Die. Or Live and Let Die. Baron, yeah, Baron Smetty, yeah. Smetty, how you pronounce Smetty? Yeah, because he was like, you look at him like oh, that dude. face paint is just like Papa Shango. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was like Papa Shango to the T. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like yeah, all his mannerisms. Yeah, like creepy dude. Mm-hmm. That's the face of Voodoo. So that's why I picked him just because the face paint. I think it was pretty. Yeah, there's actually a lot of good characters uh, in uh, in that one, um, Live and Let Die. Um, you don't have them? No, I didn't. I didn't pick uh, Pop Shango's brother. Yeah. But uh, number nine, uh, I picked a, a guy from the Casino Royale, uh, Le Chief. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Close though. Le Chiffre I got for number seven. Oh shit! So that puts us at nine right now for matches. Mm-hmm. Well, the way like like I'm saying you try to like well Bond kicked his ass in cards pretty much had a better luck of the draw because he didn't know when to fold him but then he kind of got back at him you know literally yeah naked gives me to the word um, nut check yeah like he he's the reason why Bond can't have kids pretty much for sure don't worry ladies he's still able to perform after this uh huh Shaken, not stirred. Yeah. <laughs> Here, yeah, yeah, those nuts got uh, crushed. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say if, you can get peanut butter out of them, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. With a, probably like a 10-pound knotted up rope. Yeah. And in that thing. That was painful to watch. <laughs> Just. <laughs> But if he would have, if he would have listened to Kenny Rogers, I don't think that would ever would have happened, really. No one to fold him. Yeah. Nah, no one to hold him. No one to walk away. No one to run. Mm-hmm. I don't Punch think. But money. When you sat at the table, obviously Bond might have done that. <laughs> <laughs> There's time enough for accounting. The dealing's done for Pete's mm-hmm. sakes. <laughs> Uh, I should have played that song in that movie. I don't know if they have the rights to do it, but yeah. that was a perfect timing. Yeah, that, that was that 1980 that came out, Gambler? Yeah, The Gambler. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Actually, I think they made one for Westerns. I didn't make my Westerns movie, I believe. Because mm-hmm. mm. for being a, like a, a B film, it wasn't bad. Yeah. So number nine. Deep uh, plane, deep plane. For number nine from the Golden Gun, I got the knickknack for number nine. Motherfucker. What do you get? I got him for number two. Number two? Mm-hmm. 
Nick Vac, yeah, one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> Fuck yeah, because if you've seen Fantasy Island, then you know what we're talking about. Same guy. Yeah, Hervé Villachidze. Yeah, I couldn't pronounce that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he actually, yeah, he had a horrible death. He, I think he... He really didn't, yeah. they didn't show him dying, though. No, no, not movie. I'm talking real life. Oh, in real life? Yeah. Oh, wow, how did he die? Oh, I gotta look it up. It was, I think it was, this was, because this movie was at 79 or like something. Like a lawnmower accident? No, he um, suffered from depression and stuff. Fantasy. Oh. Um, I'm gonna get the quick because I know I think it was I can't remember if he killed his wife and then killed himself. Oh really? Island. Uh, so fantasy island. Tattoo. Mhm. Yeah. So his death. Here we go. We'll pull it up here because I know he was suffering from depression. So no, it's actually 93. He died. Okay, but he was only age 50 then. So here we go. So I guess already in 1983 when he was interviewed, he talked about having multiple suicide attempts already, because he's been like since he was a teenager, he's always tried to kill himself. So in the early morning hours of September 4th, 93, in his North Hollywood home, Villachiza, age 50, is believed to have first shot through the sliding glass patio to awaken his longtime girlfriend. So yeah, so he killed his longtime girlfriend through the backyard, and then he shot himself. Pronounced dead at North Hollywood Medical Center. So. Hmm. Yeah, it was just kind of a sad life, yeah, so. No, it was too bad. So, I mean, he probably had a pretty a pretty good life. I'm, I'm sure he, like, lived he lived pretty well as far as uh, not considering his mental state. But, but I'm sure people might thought of him, too. Because let's, let's get his height to be exact here. I think it's going to give me... He was 3 foot 11. Hmm. So, 74, so he was already 30 then. So, yeah, about just under 30, 30 20 some odd years later, he killed himself. So. I wonder I wonder if he was um, depressed after, you know, doing the movie, like people calling him knick-knack and shit, you know, like that's kind of like a... Or maybe more so like, because obviously before, because it was at 83. Well, that was still after the movie, though, too. That was almost 10 years after the movie they interviewed him, but he said in his teenage years, so maybe like, oh, if you had to do... Deplane, deplane. And I'm sure people called him Tattoo, and every time they saw him, they probably pointed, Deplane, deplane. They probably made fun of him, and that probably drove him nuts. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, now I'm depressed. No, all right, let's change it up. Maybe take a swig of some uh, uh-huh. in too deep. Uh-huh. I will say, though, that his fight scene, like in, yeah. uh, in uh, Man with a Golden Gun, when he's on the boat and he's throwing them uh, champagne bottles. Uh, at Bond or whatever. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. He's just like firing him like, super fast. He's like doing two at one or whatever. Then he like falls and he rolls on the floor underneath the couch. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's all it's sped up back in the day. Like that, all the fight scenes seemed like they were um, they were speed they were sped up like double the speed, you know, or whatever. So they kind of look almost Three Stooges like. No, mm-hmm. so it it's just kind of funny. Like, yeah, then he like strings him up in that mm-hmm. um, boat mast or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, Debond, debond. Yeah. The yeah. boat. Yeah. I was like, oh man, that's torture up there. So. But yeah, all right. So he well, just knickknacked you. Yeah, knickknack, paddywhack. Uh, over to number eight for me from uh, one of your favorite movies we just got done talking about, Live and Let Die. But I picked uh, the guy with the uh, metal arm, Teehee Johnson. Honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, I saw that was a badass little weapon there that 
that little metal claw, but it ended up being his um, demise. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that. Felt like they could do more Inspector Gadget stuff with that, though. Mm -hmm. He could have. He's lucky he didn't get a hold of Bond's balls. Yeah. No, because he meant he could have teeheed him. So number eight for me from a view to kill. You get Max Shriek vibes here. Mm. But this is before you played Max Shriek in uh, Batman Returns. I got Christopher Walken, Max Zorin, mm. who was the product of German engineering to be like the perfect human male specimen. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Um, and then his untimely death from the Golden Gate Bridge. I think Mayday was taking the steroids in that mm -hmm. relationship. <laughs> yeah, the, something wasn't right. Wow. Yeah, look, but, you, but you look at him, he does look like Max Shriek a little bit, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, like from Batman, but uh, this movie was way before that, mm -hmm. like 10 years, 9 years, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, um, that, that was an honorable mention for me. I, I didn't uh, pick Christopher Walken. We'll see if you got this next one here and then I got a little bit of trivia on this uh, on this pair too well one of them for sure but uh, came from the movie uh, Diamonds Are Forever damn it it's the uh, the homosexual duo oh the doctor <laughs> Mr. Mr. Wint and Mr. Kid yeah <laughs> who um, came up with some clever ways of uh, taking people out and stuff like that but they came close to taking Bond out a couple of times and uh, foiled their plans at the end but uh, in the movie um, one of them the guy who played Mr. Wint is uh, an actor called Bruce Glover and that's um, uh, what's his name um, Crispin Glover's dad no shit that's uh, Marty McFly's <laughs> Marty McFly's dad he's played uh, Mr. Mr. Wint and the other guy that, uh, who played Mr. Kid he's like a per, uh, famous uh, trumpeter uh, some kind of jazz band person, but uh, I just thought I was like, oh, that Bruce Glover, Crispin Glover connection was kind of interesting. Yeah, that was a comical duo. Yeah, I like that bomb cake. If I, if I had eleven, <laughs> they'd be number eleven. <laughs> yeah, those guys were. They were like just the amount of like weird and kind of like. Uh, I don't know if the world's ready for this yet, but we're gonna put it in there. <laughs> well, that one time he was like, you know, like he made a joke about. He goes, oh, ah. She's really pretty for a lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, read between the lines. Read between the lines on that one. Yeah. <laughs> She's really pretty for a lady. So number number six here, I know you have this. From Russia with love here for number six. One of Professor with. T's favorite actors, Robert Shaw. Epic fight scene on the train. Double agent. Got uh, Red Grant. Mm -hmm. Got it for number five. Number five. Oh, so close. The Martini, shaken, not stirred. Oh, so close. So that's 11. So we covered the spread for both of us, but no golden matches here. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, I, 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 didn't realize, like, I didn't realize it was Robert Shaw until after I watched it. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can hardly tell Tim, can you? Yeah, you can't, though. 
Because Jaws came up before this movie, I thought, didn't it? Mm-mm. Or was it after? It was after. It was by a couple of years, though, wasn't it? Was it was like 11 years after. Because oh, I, cause I, cause I was like, the mustache, maybe, if he had a mustache. Maybe well, was... his hair is blonde. And, no. I mean, obviously, he's younger and stuff like that, but, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it doesn't have a lot of lines in, mm-hmm. in, in that movie either, but I he can... takes out Bond with that fucking watch that, um, the girl, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That was a pretty good. That was, yeah, that been a good gadget. Mm-hmm. Train scene, epic. Epic fight, yeah. Thank God for that briefcase we were talking about. Yeah, or tash case if you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. All right. So I got to drop back down to number six. I got, uh, so this, this, this villain has been played by a lot of different actors. Oh. And in a lot of movies, different movies, you know, that... So Ernst Stavro Blofeld has uh, been in Donald Pleasant. Uh. Well, no. So uh, he he's not my favorite uh, Blofeld. Uh, Pictelli Stavalis is oh. my favorite one. I was from. saying Christopher Wallace isn't bad either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did good too. Um, but I like I like Telly Stavalis. Uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service was my favorite Blofeld. So we got a match, not a gold match, but a match. That was my number one. Bullfeld? Yep. Or Telly Savalas? Telly Savalas playing him or something? D- D- Donald Pleasants. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because like, just the story. Cat? The story behind well, Mr. Picklesworth. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because that's where you get your Dr. Evil from. So everybody watches Austin Powers, you know, International Man of Mystery, where Mike Myers plays every fucking part in the movie, pardon my French. Except for the Fembots. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like the whole, like the scar, everything. So if you know who Dr. Evil is, Blofeld's the same thing, but the story behind Blofeld, I think, is like that's like an Achilles heel type injury. It was always me, James. <laughs> I'm the reason for your suffering or your pick. But either way, like it was just so dark. As a long story short, spoiler: alert, those guys were adopted brothers, pretty much. I think, or yeah, so because yeah, Bond's parents died, and then Blofeld, yeah, so they were. I guess they grew up together and then obviously lost touch, but just because, like, that's, like, his kryptonite in a way is, like, yeah, evil brother. I don't know how to word it, but it was, like, yeah, that was, like, just just the way, like, how it's, like, that's pretty dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had a moment of, uh, we were locked eyes for a little bit. No, that that could have been a Pellegrini. Yeah. Uh, we're getting in too deep. Yeah. <clears throat> took the wind on my sails, but like, like Troy pretty much took all my notes on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, because uh, yep. when you said play by a couple guys, I had an idea, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Which is almost kind of one of my, like, another thing I could complain about the movies, too, is that they, there's so many, uh, there's so much, Material to use that they had, you know, like you had to use Blofeld numerous times and have different guys play him. It kind of it kind of lessens the the role each mm-hmm. time someone else plays him. I think I don't like I don't like that. No, it's like um kind of it's different. Like if it's like if, if it's like you're passing off the torch for a whole thing, but yeah, when you just change a person, change a person, it's really hard to because if somebody like sets the bar for the character and then you're used to that, yeah, it just kind of ruins it for you. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so is it on me now? No, you had the Blofeld. You, you, you dealt the blow to me. Yeah, on you. So I'm at number five here. With three to go, I got five. From Goldfinger. No, you Well, maybe not. Yeah, well, Orc Goldfinger. Uh, that's who you picked? Yeah, for number okay. five. That laser, man. Almost gonna. And I know it's a common theme. Like all the Bond villains try to like uh, emasculate him or make him into a. Yeah, they try to castrate him. Either they're smashing him in the nuts or they're trying to saw him with a laser. Mm-hmm. Think of like it's a like or Goldfinger. Think of it like fat bastards, a rich um, European dude with a lot of money and sinister. Like a madman. Yeah. Was he Scottish? Fat bastard. Fat bastard. He gives me fat bastard vibes. He looks like. Look at it. Oh, Ari Goldfinger. I meant mm-hmm. Fat Bastard. I think was Scottish. But yeah, like. Yeah. Gold, then yeah. it does. He does look like a, he could be related to Fat Bastard, yeah. though. Yeah. 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 Uh, good, good, good pick on the Ori Goldfinger. Oh, I thought for sure you'd have it. <laughs> no, I had uh, someone else in mind. For my, my number four, I got um, from a newer one, Skyfall. Um, I thought Javier Bardem did a yeah. great job. Uh, yep, honorable mention, damn it. And uh, he played uh, Raul Silva, mm-hmm. Silver, Mr. Silver, but I just really liked the backstory with him. I think he played him pretty good, almost creepy kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, he was, he was mind-fucking uh, Bond throughout the whole thing. Um, I mean, yeah, just just played the character really well, so... Um, he was touching his throat. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, they didn't teach you this. What number you got for? Wait, what number you got for again? Four. Because, yeah, cause I thought of someone on a villain's list as number three, actually. Like, he's like, and a couple of people, like, another, I guess, oh, they broke down villains who I saw a little bit. But he was, like, number three in a couple of myself for lists because he's pretty sinister, so that's a really good pick. But. The Raul Silva character? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, Raul Silva. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I kind of went, uh, it's funny like how you, I went with the old stuff for my villains more so than anything. And then you got the newer stuff now, it's kind of... Well, I think I, I had, what did I have? I only had two new ones for the, for the villains so far. Newer stuff, newer. If you call it Le Chief. Le Chief, Ray. Yeah. It's on you. Hey, I'm me here, so I've... We got it. I think we're gonna have two gold matches right now, mm-hmm. or we're gonna have just two matches. There's just there's no way. I, I, I friends, hide. I'm gonna be shocked. If this isn't on your list. We got number three. Number three. I'll, I'll get this ready because I think it's gonna be a gold match. Depends on my number two is because well, you took out my number one, mm-hmm. so we got three and two left. Mm-hmm. So number three, I'm gonna get it ready, but I got uh, odd job. I thought for sure you would have. Uh, yeah, I do have them. I have them for number one. <laughs> you got them for number one. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, my favorite. Just all the cool tools he has, a little umbrella. <laughs> Top hat, yeah. yeah you want to go, go golfing with him. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about ever losing a ball. Wasn't he in, um, he was in uh, Running Man too, wasn't he? Like, in Buzzsaw? Yeah. yeah. Or uh, Sub Zero. Sub Zero. Yeah. Can't pronounce his last name. Sanaka. 
Yeah, Harold Sakata. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Odd job. Great name, great outfit. Just when you think villain, like, <laughs> that guy looks like a villain. He acts like one, you know, man, a few words. Because I, I think he was mute. He, like, yeah. grunted, but he didn't say anything. He kind of reminds me of, like, from Wacky Races, Dastardly. Oh, I'll show you. Show you the picture of Dashley here, because he was like, he has like the hat and like the, the little pencil. Uh, there we go. Dastardly in the, this guy right here. Wacky races back in the day. Because he was always trying to sabotage all the other wacky racers. And, and then he has like the pencil thin mustache and stuff. But the way he does things, I'm like, odd job. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we got a match. All right. So all I got is number two left. What do you got left? My number three. All right. I think you're probably talking about the same. Uh, I think yeah. it's the same one. Maybe mentioned him earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in two movies, mm-hmm. The Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker. Um, His name's Jaws. He kills people. <laughs> yeah, it is Jaws. <laughs> A martini shaken on <laughs> Yep. Yep, so I got Jaws for number two. Hmm, that's funny. Damn, well, I've got a lot of matches on that one. Yeah, so we're just under 50%, ironically, from all those. That's mis- a lot. That started out with the not really well, the two good, ladies. We had two, and then yeah, progressively so got better. Yeah, so we were right with the villains. We caught everything back up to where it needed to be, I guess. But so that 14 out of 30. That's funny, though. You think about how many villains, how many movies there are, and to only pick 10 and match, match eight of them. Yeah, you said eight, I said ten. We did fourteen. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's just funny, like how it shifted, though, because you're for the women, you're on all the old stuff. I'm the new stuff. For gadgets, about horse apiece. And then when it came to like the villains, you kind of went a little bit newer, and that went to like a lot of the old stuff. Well, but we still worked out one, two, three, four. Wait, one, two, three. Four. I guess maybe not that bad because we got seven, seven out of ten for villains. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. 70%. So I guess that this is a age-old question if people put up with all our bondonomics or bondonomy. Well, I got a, I got a piece of bond bond trivia oh, let's hear for, it. for you or for the listeners if they give a rat's ass. Um, so in the Bond movies, uh, do you know um, what um, what M stands for? You know, and you know, like, yeah. For MI6? No. So or like the, the, the M. The M, person. The, yeah, the lady. Well, the lady and then uh, is different, played by different characters, but they only are known mm-hmm. as M. Yeah, it's like so the. So do you know, do you know what the M stands for? Does it say messenger? Uh, stands for missions. Missions. Yeah. They're the head of the missions department, so they're the one that gives Bond his mm-hmm. assignments. So it's never a person that's like M is like their initial or whatever. It's like M is the department of MI6 that gives out the missions for all their agents. You know what Q stands for? Quartermaster. <laughs> I was going to say something smart. I lost my thought. Quarter pounder? Quarter pounder, yeah. <laughs> Royale with cheese? Yeah. 
<laughs> so I guess the, the, the question we all want to know, so who, who is the all, who's your favorite Bond of all the James Bond? Sean Connery. You know what Sean Connery final answer? Yeah. I am torn between, obviously I grew up with Pierce Bronson, and that's all I know. And he was pretty fucking cool, freaking cool. So, I don't know, like, but I'm gonna have to go with Sean Connery overall. I just felt like he's more, just smooth, just like, more of the ladies man a little bit and smooth talker and, I think he has way more action films under his belt than Pierce Bronson, so I'm gonna go with Sean Connery too, actually. I liked, I liked Sean Connery because the 60s era was like the era of spies. I mean, it actually was like mirroring mm. real life at the time. Cold War and all that shit was like spy heavy like at that time. Mm -hmm. So um, it was just more relatable. And I wasn't even alive in the 60s, obviously, but mm. I mean, that time period and stuff like that, like I've read about and stuff, so mm -hmm. it's... it's you know, now, like, the um, Daniel Craig's Bond, like, I think people are yay or nay on him. They think it's, like, cool because he's kind of, like, a more action-packed and mm -hmm. more aggressive kind of a st uh, style of who he is and how he operates and things like that. But the technology has kind of forced that, too, with explosions and fight training and like, things that uh, you can kind of do. But I, I don't mind uh, him. He's probably my second favorite Bond. I was not a fan of um, um, Roger Moore. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of Roger Moore really. Um, Timothy Dalton, not not really, and uh, Pierce Brosnan. He's maybe my third. He's probably third. Mm -hmm. Roger Moore fourth. Dalton fifth, and then George Lazenby. Mm -hmm. I didn't care for that movie. You know, that, that one's just kind of. Even though a lot of people like it because they think it's like a. Uh, the vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable bond because he loses uh, his wife or whatever. Broken heart, man. So that silence again. We're getting a, <laughs> yeah, a little, a little rusty today, I think. But that's uh, that all right. Pellegrino, uh, Pellegrino is uh, really hitting him, hitting him hard. He hitting him hard. Him. Yeah. So he's really sparkling over there. Well, so I've been working too much too, but <laughs> have you? Yeah. Anyways, so if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or like a uh, give us a show idea, you could email us at movieprofessors at gmx.com or check out uh, Sawdust City Studios or Sawdust City Candles on Facebook. One more thing. So um, they're probably going to make another bond eventually, but uh, do you do you? Uh, do you have any idea or, or uh, who you would pick to, to play Bond? If I, if who you'd pick to play Bond with action stars right now? Because I, I got a couple in mind here. Because I, I don't want one of the young guys, you know, I want somebody kind of seasoned a little bit. Oh, who, who are you thinking? Me? Yeah. Um... I want, well, I want, but I I would think that there's a guy, his name's Tom Huddleston. I don't know if you know who he is. No. He played um, he played Loki in the Avengers. Okay, movies. yeah, not yet. Oh, that guy. Okay, I know and exactly. He, and he played um, in that King Kong movie, mm -hmm. you know, oh, yep. Skull Island. He was... Yep, yep. No, he wasn't bad in Skull Island, actually. Yeah. So I, I think he could do it. He's British, too. Yeah, not bad. I think the age has got the best of them almost now, but I was thinking, like, I like Gerard Butler. I don't know, but I think it's just the age now. 
If I get Gerard Butler 10 years ago, I think that'd be a perfect bond. You've got the physique. You've got that accent. It's more what Scottish, same thing yeah. though. Same island. Oh, Clive Owen would be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good one too. Uh, I know, like, um, I read some shit online there. Or uh, Tom Hardy, not bad. Maybe you could get away with Tom Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. I read some stuff that they were thinking about um, that Idris Elba, you know mm. what I'm talking about? Idris Elba, like, like that's not like I said, was that. Name something. Um, I'm not too sure what he's standing out to me, but um, <clears throat> obviously he shouldn't be bound then. No, no, he's, but he's. Uh, yeah, you know, so, so it's like, oh, I don't think so. No. Uh, and then. Um, what was his name that played um, Superman? Henry Cavill. Okay. Him and um, Timothy, or uh, no, not uh, Timothy Oliphant. No, um, <laughs> his last name. Uh, his last name Holt. If you know who I'm talking about, he played the uh, the Beast in the X Men movies. Mm -hmm. Nicholas Holt. Yeah. So there's a couple of guys that are being considered for the. Next bond. They don't even have anything like in the works or anything. But so, if you want to hear a spitballing back and forth, you know what chance one free swag from Sada City Studios? <laughs> who do you want your next? Who like okay? If you if like one person emails me for real, anybody, or the first person they email us their favorite James Bond, out of the whole crew, why, and who should be the who should carry on the legacy after Daniel Craig? Email us at movieprofessors@gmx.com. You could win Frida's uh, free swag from Sada City Studios or a chance for a shout out, maybe. Who knows? And also give us some show ideas. Uh, but right now, spoiler alert for our next month, Professor Tina are talking. And we're going to change it up again, go off the grid. We're going to go with our top 50 favorite video games of all time from Atari 2600 through present. We're going old school. This is going to be, this is going to really show our uh, age. We're gonna go like Apple II computers, <laughs> Oregon Trail. That could be on. Who knows? Yeah, you gotta listen and find out. Right. Uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. N64. So yeah, just yeah, just uh, we'll see you next month. So anything to add, Professor T? Uh, nope. That's uh, that was about it. That was a that was a fun one. Fun list to do. A lot of uh, information. A lot oh, of research. Uh, Bondonomics. So yeah. yeah. Bondage. So, anything you want to add or All I got to say is a class dismissed. This podcast will self-destruct.